You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Everybody, welcome back to the Ducks on the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. My name is John Gordon. I'll be your host. And I'm your host, Katie Burke. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America. The DU Podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, the official performance dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Purina Pro Plan, always advancing. everybody. Welcome back to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. Joining me today is Jay Anglin. Jay, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, just loving this heat up here. Not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is getting a little bit hot up there in, uh, in your neck of the woods up there in northern Indiana right now. But I think it looks like it's going to be cooling off, which is why I wanted to bring you on the podcast and discuss one of the most recent migration alerts. Really, it's the first migration alert we've done of the season coming out of the Great Lakes region, Midwest area. Uh, I'm talking teal, early geese. So, you know, let's go ahead and kick it off with it right in your backyard in Indiana. Uh, I think that's a good place to start. What are the conditions looking like and what are you hearing from people on the ground? Um, you know, the biggest takeaway really from, um, all, you know, everybody I've ta- spoken with and my personal observations is we're still really dry. And we did get some moisture, uh, you know, a month ago or so. Things started to look a lot better. And um, as um, Tony Vandemore alluded to in the, you know, in, in the uh, alert. Um, they actually got a lot of rain down there and it kind of saved them up here. We got, you know, a fair amount of precipitation over the course of a few weeks, filled up some wetlands and stuff, but you know, it didn't really, it didn't stay, you know, it, it, it soaked up, which it, it's sort of a double-edged sword in some ways. It, it's, it's, you know, rough because there's not a lot of water, you know, to work with as far as, you know, especially with teal hunting because they're, you know, they prefer a marshy environment as opposed to like some open lake somewhere. Um, but, uh, you know, on the upside, there's a lot of moist soil uh, vegetation and that can be said for Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, everybody really pretty much, um, heavy, heavy moist soil vegetation flushes. So, um, you know, here I've not seen many teal, but with all the vegetation, you know, a couple of the biologists I spoke with said it's been really difficult to survey the marshes because you really can't see, um, you know, unless you're there when they're actually flying and get to see them. Uh, it's really difficult to find those little pockets, those little nooks and crannies, you know, that we can find in, the, in you know, flooded uh, vegetation. Um, so, you know, I suspect there's a lot more teal here than, than we realize. Um, you know, as far as geese go, uh, the mold migrants were just starting to see a handful come in and the local hatches were, you know, were great. Uh, so there's plenty of geese, but, um, you know, they're not feeding all that much. They're mostly still stuck on grass. There's a few birds hitting some corn silage fields and, and, you know, the seed corn's coming out pretty quick in Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, kind of working its way northward. Um, and that's of course a big game changer once they start to start taking the seed corn out, you know, pretty much all of the geese and a lot of the doves jump into that. So we're, we're kind of in transition right now. 
And as you said, we, you know, we're, we're, we're cooling down. Um, and thankfully it's going to be a legit cool down. So we're looking at, you know, around here, as far as the high or the, the, uh, upper forties at night, you know, North of here, you know, dipping down into the low forties in some cases. So I, I suspect with clear, clear skies and cool temps and some favorable winds, we're going to see, you know, pretty good push of uh, teal. And of course, some of those migrant geese as well come through, you know, Indiana and some of these other States. Yeah. I saw you had some reports from uh, goose pond down there in Southern Indiana too. That's a pretty good spot to blue wing hunt when they have water. What's the water situation look like down there? So just like everywhere else, um, they probably have, you know, more water than some places because they're able to move some water around. But um, it sounds like um, they have pockets of water in, in a lot of the zones. But again, it's so heavily vegetated uh, that's going to make it really difficult to see birds. And then in a lot of the places where there's water, there's a mud flat around the water. So you've sort of got this, you know, situation where you, you're going to have to hike around you know, really do your scouting, you know, if anybody's scouting needs to be there when they're flying. So you're talking about, you know, dawn and dusk, uh, kind of see where they're dropping in. And then I think I would caution people like, for example, with me, with my knee, with my knees, I'm just not going to be tromping around in shin deep mud. I'm not doing it anymore. It's probably why my knees are all blown up anyway, you know? So, uh, you know, just keep that in mind. We're talking some pretty soupy stuff. And I, I've, I've heard every biologist mention that they said, you know, there's gonna be a lot of mud, a lot of mud, a lot of mud. And so, um, you know, that's definitely down there going to be an issue, but that said, they do have, it sounds like a fair number of birds. And, um, that's good to hear because that is definitely a teal hotspot. There's no question about it. It's ideal habitat and it's, you know, far enough South that if they get past us, they're kind of a bullseye, you know, for a lot of birds pushing down. Yeah. You know, let, let's kind of go around from state to state here, um, in your kind of comprehensive alert, you did a really good job of breaking that down in, into states and in different areas. But one of the consistent themes that you had in there was one, it's dry. You know, you've already mentioned that. Um, but two, there was a lot of mention of, you know, you had some cooler weather last week in some of these northern regions of the Great Lakes area. And with that full moon, that's pretty much moving weather for blue wings. So I know you mentioned, um, especially in Michigan, we'll start out in Michigan, you kind of mentioned that a lot of hunters were reporting that they just weren't seeing the numbers. Yeah, so this has happened pretty frequently over the past, say, five seasons. I've seen it here quite a bit in northern Indiana. And I hear the same thing from the guys in Michigan, especially in the southern tier of the state. You know, we get we get a pretty good, pretty good numbers of blue wings build up. And of course, there are some local blue wings and around here in a few of the marshes. You know, I saw some broods this year. Um, and then, you know, we get these classic teal migration scenarios, just like, you know, what you just mentioned last week was about as good as it gets. And we lost a lot of teal and we lost pretty much all of our doves. And so doves are kind of a, a good, you know, way to track teal movement because they, they're sort of lockstep in a lot of ways, you know, it's just that doves are a heck of a lot easier to, you know, to see and, and observe from the road and our travels and stuff. But it's not good for us necessarily looking at the opener coming, but on the other hand, guys down South should be really, really loaded up by now. I would think you'd have a lot of birds that got past us and moved on. So, yeah, I mean, I think this week with the cool down and again, those cooler nights, I think it's going to recharge some of these areas. It's just a matter of, are you going to, you know, unless you're out there, you're not, you're, you're just not going to know they're there. And you may not even get a good survey from anybody unless they're in the air, such as the guys at uh, Forbes over in Illinois, and they're able to get up, up high enough to where they can actually see some of these, you know, areas where the birds are just tucked way back in the middle of nowhere, you know? Yeah, they kind of mentioned the same thing where there's just a lot of mud flats out there 
on the Illinois River, especially. Um, kind of get into that a little bit, and what were they? What, what what was the report that they were providing you? Well, Josh Osborne, you know, he's he's in the air with uh, Aaron Yetter, and um, they're of course about as good as you could ever imagine anybody being when they when it comes to observing waterfowl. They have a you know opportunity to do it weekly, and a lot of practice, and their techniques are well honed. So. Um, they know where to go and where to look and, you know, where the key players are as far as wildlife areas and private, you know, marshes. And, um, you know, they're down a little bit, uh, certainly in the Illinois, you know, anything under 10%, you know, as far as the long-term average isn't really that profound. And I saw we're on the Mississippi, there was a little more than that, you know, it was up over 10%. But again, that, that, that sort of indicative of what happened last week with birds pushing out. One thing I would point out though, is, is uh, Josh had mentioned to me uh, this morning is, and also in his report is um, the drawdowns along the Illinois River Valley, as far as, you know, state, federal and private, you know, uh, land, you know, is parcels, you know, they've drawn down, they've let them grow. And, you know, assuming they get veget, you know, they get rain, they have plenty of vegetation for waterfowl, waterfowl. So that's really going to bode well for waterfowl coming through Illinois um, into the Mississippi you know, flyway, um, you know, the, the central part of the flyway later on this season. Um, I think that can be said for a lot of places, you know, there's going to be a lot of food for birds. So hopefully that goes all the way up into Minnesota, Wisconsin, and, you know, obviously the rest of the Great Lakes region and the Midwest, but hopefully, you know, that'll hold some birds uh, and we won't have this situation where these birds, you know, come and stay for a day or two and then boogie. Uh, and then of course the seasons down South aren't open yet. So, um, you know, actually I think it bodes well for us looking, you know, for, you know, looking ahead. Yeah, looking at the regular season, that does, you know, having that food in place for when you get water, that's always a good thing to have. Now, you talked to a couple people in Minnesota as well. Uh, I think they're fairly new to the bluing, early bluing season. Um, I don't know right off the top of my head how long they've been doing it, but I know it's fairly recent. Who'd you talk to out there in Minnesota and what did they have to say? Uh, I talked to Brett Amundsen and, um, you know, I also uh, texted a friend of mine and he said he was seeing some as well um, up further north. You know, Minnesota is a production state as well, of course, and with its proximity to the Dakotas when you're talking the western, you know, say northwestern third of the state, certainly there's plenty of teal, you know, that, that, that are in Minnesota now and have been probably for a while. But they probably would see a lot of birds push through to get further south, you know, in terms of blue wings. You know, I, I'm sure they enjoy the heck out of it. I always have. I mean, we've had it in Indiana forever. And, uh, you know, Michigan, when they finally got their season in Wisconsin, it, it, it took a couple of years for guys to really get revved up. But one thing I've learned about teal is um, you, you can go out and see zero teal and say, oh, I'm not going to go tomorrow. But really, the bigger, the, you know, the, the fact of the matter is there's so many teal and so many migrate at the same kind of time, you know, basically in the same sort of, you know, two, three-week window. You can you can go out pretty much any day in a good area where you have good habitat and you're in, you know, within a decent proximity to some migration corridors and, and see migrating teal and have a really good shot at getting a few to come in. So I'm sure they're they're getting pretty good at it. You know how Minnesota is. Those guys are waterfowlers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're probably not wasting any time there. Uh, you know, one consistent theme across the board in your report was, you know, it sounds like, you know, Canada goose numbers are pretty strong. Um, those early seasons will be kicking off as well. Some probably already have. Um, what are you hearing from the guys who are out there goose hunting? Uh, you know, I, I we opened Saturday in Indiana. Michigan opened um, Friday. Um, I was going to go Friday. The birds were, you know, guy, there were guys that really got into them. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if you were on a good X near, near 
a good roost. You did well. With this heat that we've had and as well-fed as they are, a lot of them are just kind of loafing. You know, they go to a golf course or find a pasture somewhere and just belly up for the day and pick grass. So I suspect with this cool down this week, that'll really start to shape up for a lot of guys. Um, I do know for a fact, though, that uh, quite a few mole migrants are starting to really get um, down and through Ontario and, and push down into these states that, you know, when the mole migrants leave in, you know, May, June, all of a sudden you just don't see as many geese. And then the next, you know, the next thing that happens is that sometime in September, all of a sudden you get up one morning, there's geese everywhere. And I, I feel like that's going to happen here any day, uh, especially where I am in northern Indiana. We're definitely due. Um, but yeah, no, there's plenty of birds as always. And uh, it's not getting any, get, getting any easier to find ground to hunt. But, um, you know, if you do your homework and scout and get out there and bang on doors, you're bound to find some success. On, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, and I think that's the exciting thing about the early resident goose seasons and early teal is it's really opportunity to kind of knock the dust off of everything, all your gear, um, get that first shot at waterfowl. Um, like you said, sometimes they can be pretty hot. <laughs> these these hunts can be miserable. I remember when I lived up in Indiana, I did some the early goose season several times, and it was just almost unbearably hot to be out there. Um, you know, in a in a world where you're so accustomed to being cold. You know, you're out there hot. It's like, this is weird. But good times all around. Opportunities do exist. Um, did you get any information out of Ohio? You know, basically it was uh, what I, you know, I gleaned from Southeast Michigan. And uh, that the, a lot of the birds moved through. They did have decent number of birds. I'm sure there's plenty of birds along the coast of Lake Erie. I mean, the western basin of Lake Erie is so, is so much waterfowl habitat. Some of it's moist soil, some of it's flooded, you know, cropland sometimes. But you'll have, um, you know, plenty of marsh. And so there are definitely some birds lurking around Ohio. Uh, you know, uh, but as far as like success, I did not get any good reports from my usual contacts how's that i'll put it i'll put it that way that's good hey before we get you out of here we're going to wrap this up just as a quick little hunting habitat update but before we get you out of here how's the fishing up there oh it's real good i mean but you know the same things that apply to waterfowl apply to fishing so you know i'm kind of in transition from the warm water into the cold water species so i go from smallmouth bass and muskie and stuff like that into salmon and steelhead and you know, last week I was all fired up that it was going to be this week. And then all of a sudden we got into the 90s and the 100 degree weather. And so, you know, uh, changing gears. But yeah, fishing's been, you know, no matter what I go for, it seems like I always do pretty well. So, um, it, you know, uh, you know, the water conditions are low, clear water and I actually like it. It makes it a little more difficult, but um, it sure is a lot prettier to look at than, you know, dirty water. That's for sure. Well, Jay, you did a great job with the alert. Uh, great job providing update for the Great Lakes region. And we're going to go ahead and get you out of here. But we're going to stay in touch because I know you've got some more alerts coming out, especially some in the uh, middle of this month. Again, we'll uh, we'll get you back on and, and kind of talk through it. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Always love being here. I'd like to thank my guest, Jay Anglin, who provides migration alerts for Ducks.org. Uh, if you guys are looking for those, go to Ducks.org slash migration. You will find them. I'd like to thank our producer, Chris Isaac, putting the show together and getting it out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listeners, for joining us on the DU Podcast and supporting Wetlands Conservation. Thank you for listening to the DU Podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, the official performance dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Purina Pro Plan, always advancing. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit ducks.org slash DU podcast. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks.
You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.